And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Hey, welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. That's always our goal. We've got a great lineup for you today here as well. Uh, make sure you save our hotline number and hit us up on the website. ConsumerQB.com uh, is our contact, your number one resource for all things real estate, credit, finance, estate, and tax planning. So many ways we can help you here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Save our hotline, 813-750-0550. You can call or text that line. It's an off-air number, 813-750-0550. ConsumerQB.com, helping you win in any marketplace. Uh, we have a great lineup for you here today as well. Uh, later in the program, we're going to hear from Aaron Barish. He's Goldside Healthcare Services representative, and he is the director of Thrift, uh, Thrift Services. Uh, we do have Ray Hall. Ray Hall appraisals in the house and expert uh, for all things valuations, residential, commercial, vacant land, and of course, uh, you know, different types of properties here in Tampa Bay. And we also have George coming on the program from reverse mortgage side of Fairway Independent Mortgage. He works with Fairway Independent Mortgage, Diane Vance. And uh, we definitely got a great lineup for you here. I want to thank one of our sponsors here. We kick it off with Veteran Gutters, Brandon Porter and his team over at Veteran Gutters. They do such a great job. American made product right here in the good old US of A. And they are locally owned business, another small business. We always talk about support the local economy this is a great way to do it veteran gutters brandon porter and his team do a great job i can tell you from firsthand experience they did a first class job on my property as well and we do have a feel-good story of the day find out about this olympian that actually auctioned off their medal silver medal they auctioned it off uh, to help someone in need a young boy's surgery help pay for a young boy's surgery that's our feel-good story and we're going to start it off kick it off here real quick with a motivational minute so what we talk about here is a, a series that we're doing. It's a negotiation tip. Okay, so we've all heard, you may have heard the 738 55% rule, right? Okay, so 7% of what we say in dialogue is actually the words and content, only 7%. 38% is the tone in which we say it, right? And then 55%, the overwhelming uh, majority is the, the body language. How do we present that information? How do we use our body? How do we use our uh, you know, faculties uh, to, to get that point across? So the 738, 55% rule is what we're talking about here. So this is why sometimes in this Zoom, Skype uh, world that we live in, doing everything over the computer, it's great if you're negotiating a deal to fly, spend the money, go in person, fly or drive there and that way you can read the body language of the person so you want to pay close attention to the tone the body language of your counterpart you want to look for incongruencies this is key if you can find incongruencies between the tone body language and words then that's a that's a way that you can spot a liar for example and you also want to use labels so use labels to discover the incongruencies if you don't know what labels are it sounds like it seems like you know it seems like you're upset it sounds like you want to get this deal done before the end of the year Think about that in terms of labels, and that's going to help you win. So when you look at negotiation, it can really be broken down into how to understand where the other side's coming from. Open-ended questions, and then coming from a point of view of 
what can we do to compromise to get this deal done? 738, 55% rule. There's your motivation, motivational minute for today on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We got Ray Hall in the house. Let's introduce Ray Hall. Ray Hall Appraisals. Welcome back in, my friend. Thank you for having me back. Always enjoy it here. Yeah, man. Good stuff. What's new in your world? Uh, you know, we're, we're still busy. You know, still still a lot of refis, still a lot of purchases. Um, you know, uh, I've noticed in a lot of areas we're not seeing those dramatic increases in values like we were seeing earlier. But, uh, you know, we're still seeing an active market so uh, things are still going well we're, we're really happy you know i got a lot of questions towards the end of the summer it's like hey are you noticing a slowdown i mean realtors asking me that clients asking me that you know hey why don't we have offers yet we're, we're sh- i thought we we're supposed to have 15 offers but don't you have a little bit of that end of the summer type slowdown kids still going on vacation getting ready for school absolutely so we have the spring spring is when everything really kind of you know that that's when we're getting all sorts of orders and, and, and sales going on. The reason is the school's over; they want to get to that new school zone. Um, you know, before the kids have to go back. Yep. Now we're at that point where kids are going back to school. Yep. So the parents have more stuff to do. So you know, maybe that real estate purchase isn't you know the most important thing on their plate anymore. Right. So that, you know that's that's what that is, and we always see it at the end of the summer. Uh, we'll see it again usually around the holidays. Obviously, December's yep. usually a slow month especially for purchases and you know that's just our our annual cycle it happens every year yep good stuff all right let's go to the phones here we've got george on the program as well reverse mortgage loan officer fairway independent mortgage hey george welcome to the show hey brand thanks sir Hey, my pleasure. Absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, the reverse mortgage side. We we haven't done a program on reverse mortgages in years here uh, with the Consumer Quarterback Show. And there are a lot of misconceptions and misnomers around reverse mortgages. Yeah, there is. And, uh, you know, I've been dealing with it now for the last 16 years. And uh, uh, I've heard it all, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, the big thing that I try to do is uh, just a little background. I've been doing strictly this concept or uh, it's called a HECM, right? So what the HECM is a HECM. Yep. HECM stands for Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. And I, I've been teaching and working with some of the top financial planners and realtors in the United States because I teach cash flow, tax strategies. I'm not a CPA, don't uh, claim to be, but I know some efficient tax strategies, planning, the state planning stuff that we do with this particular product that people are absolutely have no idea about. So it's like a Swiss Army knife. There's so many different tools that you can use with this particular product, but many, many people do not know anything about this particular product. Where is it most relevant? Well, it doesn't matter whether it's a uh, – first of all, we do it on refinance situations, and, and I do it on purchase side of it. But people always ask me, you know, who is – most of your clientele, uh, because people used to view this product as a, or still do, as a last resort or a desperation type situation. And believe it or not, my clientele, the net worth, the average net worth is between a half a million to four million dollars. I do reverse mortgages for because of all the different strategies we teach and show them how to efficiently, you know, to really to be tax efficient long term. So with the planning I do with the financial planners, again, it's a completely different ball game. And my bottom line is to try to show people how to make their cash last longer in retirement. And we're trying to help the sustainability of the, of the portfolio. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it, it was developed, if I recall, by the Reagan administration back in the day. And it was a, a product that came out and, and there were, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes people took advantage of it in the wrong way. They were 
taking the lump sum and telling people to invest it over here, invest it over here. That's where I think you got the negativity comes into play, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, matter of fact, uh, that's unfortunate, but there are a lot of people, you know, in our space or in our industry that's not familiar with the different strategies. So that's the most common thing people do is back in the old days, they used to give a big chunk of the equity in the property. And what people did was they, they didn't know how to manage it. They blew through it. And then they end up owing more than what the house is, is actually worth. So, Today, that's not the case. Today, everybody understands, or at least the people or clientele that I work with, that they understand that this is actually a retirement tool. Um, and now it's not being looked at when I get done educating them. Uh, they're not looking at it as a last resort. They understand that, that what we're trying to do is just improve that probability. So that's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, so when you look at it, you can also do a home equity conversion mortgage, a.k.a. reverse mortgage. You can do those for purchases too, can't you? Well, I'll give you a perfect example. So here's a, here's an example. I get a client that's coming down from uh, up north. They got six hundred grand to their name because they sold their house. They got six hundred grand of, worth of cash. Um, I tell people all the time, and when I work with financial planners, they go, "Well, George, educate the client." I, so I educate the client, and they come down. They say, "George, we we want to find a realtor that um, you know we want to look for a six hundred thousand dollar house, right?" And mm-hmm. the reason they want to pay six hundred, they want to find a six hundred thousand dollar house. It's because they don't want to have a mortgage payment. They mm-hmm. want to use up all their 600 in, in cash. So we say, there, can you do that? Absolutely. But is it efficient? The answer is no. Because the house is an asset, but it's an illiquid asset. So we show people how you can actually buy a house, buy a same $600,000 house, put roughly, three, let's say, 50% down. So they put $300,000 down. The other 300 is the reverse mortgage loan. There's no mortgage payments for the rest of your life. But more importantly, we're taking the difference. The other 300 grand, we kept them from dumping it into this illiquid asset and putting it back where? With the financial planner in the portfolio. And I'm showing them how to make their cash last longer because cash flow is king. This is what's important in retirement. So we're showing these different strategies, but buying a house is definitely one of those strategies. Yeah, your cash lasts longer. It's a it's a situation where you're you're leveraging, you're utilizing leverage. You're also utilizing time value of money when it comes to uh, the other three hundred thousand. For example, you're putting that with a uh, you know a fiduciary. I would hope a fiduciary, financial advisor, someone that's working out for your best interest, not looking for the best commission or the best kickback from the you know place that they kick the that put the put the money. Uh, so so when you look at that scenario. Uh, people are, are doing a, a smart thing because they're using leverage. They're using and, and they're keeping some cash. They're keeping some of that money liquid just in case something does happen. Yeah, and it's exactly. I think you hit it right on the head. It's called liquidity, use, and control. Right. So, so we want to help them with that liquidity position and using the tool the right way. So it's really important that they get with the, the experienced person that understands these strategies, so they can, you know, uh, under, teach them, educate them, and how they can use this tool properly. So what's the number one kickback that you get? By the way, if you just joined us, we're talking with George uh, from uh, Fairway Independent Mortgage, reverse mortgage loan officer uh, with Fairway Independent Mortgage. He works with Diane Vance. Uh, What's the the number one misconception? Because I can can see myself right now talking to one of my family members I have in mind, I won't say who, and them saying, oh, no, oh, no, I would never do that. And and the reason they do that is because, again, they don't understand. They hear all these stories and they hear these misconceptions. You know, when I speak around the country, the five of the most common things that pop up are, number one, people say, well, does the government take the house? Do you lose title? And the answer is no. You have more control. You have more flexibility. You're not locked in this box. People think that once you do this program, you're stuck for the rest of your life. That's not true. It's no different than any other mortgage. 
The bottom line is that three years later, you need to sell the house. You pay back the reverse mortgage. Whatever cash is left is still in the house or still to the family. So nothing changes. And that's number one. Number two, people say, well, George, how does the concept work? Because, you know, this is a misconception that people have. And they go, well, how does it work? Well, they take the age of the youngest borrower, right, that's designed for people 62 and over. And they take the age of the youngest borrower and the appraised value, and they give a percentage of the equity of the property. And that based on that percentage, the question is, is it enough to go ahead and replace the other mortgage, right? So it takes, it, it takes them away from a traditional mortgage where they're required to make a payment to an optional payment plan where people didn't even know this, but you can actually make a payment on a reverse mortgage. So we're just switching it from a traditional to an optional. And then people say, well, George, if that's the case, you know, if you don't make mortgage payments anymore, uh, doesn't interest grow on the loan? And the answer is yes because you're not making a payment anymore, right? What we're doing is we're freeing up that mortgage payment at that point. So they say, well, George, if I'm losing interest, or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gaining interest on the on the loan, don't, don't, I, don't I lose equity in the property? And the answer is yes, but you gotta remember two important points. Number one is that when people pull out, when they do this concept, as they stay in the house long-term, the property is gonna appreciate in value. It doesn't right. matter if it's one to 2%, whatever that percentage is, but that's going to help offset some of the costs and the interest that grows on the loan. But the most important thing is, if I am freeing up mortgage payments today, let's say it's, a, let's say it's 1500 bucks a month, Yep. What are, what are you gaining today then? You're gaining cash flow. Yeah, cash right? flow. And, and, and also, to another point is, is yeah, you, you may actually outpace uh, that, that interest with the appreciation. Well, the, the, the percentage they give today, there's a greater chance that people are going to now have more money to leave behind than it used to be in the old days. That's the, that's the difference that's changed over the years. Right. This is probably the most scrutinized loan in America. In, in, in the last seven to ten years, we've had more changes. But it's probably now the safest. And because of it, that's the reason why I work primarily with financial planners throughout the United States in 14 different states I work with. And I literally teach all these different strategies, and I show people how to make the money last longer. Well, hey, that's a lot of great information in a short period of time. I appreciate it, George. Uh, and uh, reach out to the show if you'd, if you'd like more information about the reverse mortgage product. Uh, we don't talk about it a lot here on the program, uh, but reach out to the hotline. Just text text the word reverse mortgage to uh, 813-750-0550. Uh, you can call or text the hotline, 813-750-0550. Uh, brimes at kw.com is the email and we'll put you in touch with george and make sure that he takes good care of you on the reverse mortgage loan uh, side of fairway independent mortgage and you know and trust and like uh, of course diane vance as well you've heard her heard her on the program uh george final thought no just uh, be open-minded get educated probably more than anything because i'm telling you Unfortunately, people um, are listening to information that's not accurate so, so get make sure you get get with the expert and you'll get a chance to get educated the proper way. Absolutely. Good stuff. Hey, thanks, George. Appreciate you joining us. All right. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals. He's a wealth of information uh, for all things valuation. One of the, uh, the, the the most difficult parts of the real estate transaction is trying to ascertain a value. And uh, Ray's going to talk to you about how the banks look from a, a from a lending perspective, um, how uh, you know different 
people and different stakeholders in the process. We'll look at it and we'll talk a little bit about each type. I want to talk about uh, development. I want to talk about vacant land, commercial and residential coming up with Ray Hall. Ray Hall appraisals here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. Buying, selling, investing in real estate, their nationwide Keller Williams network makes them the best team to work with. Sellers, have your property featured live on air, creating multiple offers. Buyers, leverage a unique system that gets your offer accepted, never overlooked. Call or text 813-750-0550, or ConsumerQB. Hey, Margie here with the Consumer Quarterback Show and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. If you're buying, selling, or investing, please give us a shot. We would love to help you. We are a top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, and you can reach us at 813-750-0550. Call or text 813-750-0550 consumerqb.com Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rhymes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or platinummvpteam.com You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us here on The Consumer Quarterback Show. We like to help you win if you're buying, selling, or investing. Uh, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty and a top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay. Uh, we would love to help you buying, selling, or investing. A couple of hot properties here. We do have some hot listings in Tampa Bay. Owners are motivated on this property as well. 10222 Meadow Crossing. Uh, this is a property that we've got up in the new Tampa area, Meadow Crossing Drive. Uh, this is a large home, 3,500 plus square feet, large corner lot. you got a brand new roof with solar panels. Theater room, gym, smart home technology, security cameras, and more. Great buying opportunity in uh, that new Tampa area, kind of close to Cory Lake Isles. Great opportunity at 10222 Meadow Crossing Drive in Tampa. Now, we also have a property here uh, close to the beach. This one's at 117 14th Street, Bel Air. Gorgeous million-dollar listing here. This is $1.2 million. Beautiful home, pool home on a double lot. you got a wine closet. Uh, just a great opportunity opportunity so many upgrades the owner is actually an award-winning designer so she did such a great job gourmet kitchen private pool four bedrooms three bath almost 2800 square feet and you can see all of our listings at platinum mvp this is god's country 
All right, quick shout out to Discovery Golf Cars right here in Tampa Bay, where you're looking for uh, a rental or a buy. Uh, they have multiple models that you can choose from: EasyGo, Star EV, Cushman, and I also they also offer uh, financing and mobile repair. Tampa location, Clearwater location. Check them out, DiscoveryGolfCars.com. Let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. All right, Ray Hall's in the house. Ray Hall appraisals. Ray, the market. We always talk about the market. Let's break that market down into vacant land, residential, and commercial. Okay. Uh, we can even break it, break it down further if you'd like. Let's but, do uh, it. Uh, you know, you still got your industrial, your agricultural. Um, yep. You know, and I've had experience in all those realms. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times when people think of real estate, they're just thinking of that single family home. But there's a lot out there. There's a lot of different types of real estate to, uh, um, you know, that we value and and that's bought and sold every day. Yeah. People sometimes say that was one of the first lessons I learned in real estate. When you think about real estate coaches, you know, whenever somebody says, "How's the market?" That's a good opportunity for you because then you come back with, well, what 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 exactly market are you talking about? Townhouses, condos, single families, uh, what what geographic area? What are you you looking for? Right. You know, last year we saw a big boom in 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 residential real estate. Obviously, we had you know a lot of uh, people moving to Florida, a lot of people buying houses. We didn't see that boom in in commercial because. Nobody was buying office space because nobody was going to an office. Yeah. So, you know, when people do say, you're right, you know, how's the market? Well, which one? Yeah, exactly. And to that point, uh, industrial property, I, I remember it like it was uh, just yesterday. I mean, it was a few months back, but uh, industrial property right here in Tampa Bay on Nebraska Avenue, multiple offers. You'd have thought it was a three-bedroom, two-bath property in, in a gated mm-hmm. community and you know, near average uh, price point, but very similar because people are moving from out of state, those blue states down to red typically, mm-hmm. uh, trying to trying to get out of the lockdown scenarios and that type of thing. Yep. Uh, but they would bring mm-hmm. their business with them, and they needed an industrial warehouse to store their equipment, et cetera. Yeah, and we and we. Have plenty of industrial properties here in Tampa. Um, you know, a lot of people don't think about it. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of them for lease. Um, you know, industrial properties are good just because they're they're not as expensive as that office space or, or those other kinds of spaces. They're pretty inexpensive. Yep. They're also pretty inexpensive to rent yep. when you look on uh, on that basis. So, uh, industrial properties are great. Um, you know, doing this seventeen years, I mean, I, I have an interest in every kind of real estate. So, yeah. uh, uh, but I've done a lot of industrial. I've done some larger warehouses. Um, things like that, and you know, one of the largest properties I ever did, one of the most expensive properties I ever did, was a was an orange grove. Yeah, that's right. I remember that you story. Know? And you know, people don't think about the value in agricultural properties, but yeah. it, it's it, it's it's out there. Yeah, absolutely. Development wise, I mean, there's some mm-hmm. some great development opportunities uh, for people. People, there's a lot of misconceptions there. Even the owners, they they just think, oh well, you know, if we give them a good price, they should just close on it quickly. Why? Why is that not the case in in a lot of situations with uh, vacant land for development? Yeah, vacant land development. Yeah, because there's so much stuff that goes behind the scenes that has to be done. Um, I'll, I'll give you a great example. I had a, a, a property they they had me appraising, and they were going to be doing a um, mobile home park on it, right. which are, are great income properties. Um, the problem was was the level of service of the roadway was so low. They wouldn't be able to get all these units in there. Oh, wow. That's why it sat vacant. So there's the level of service of roadway that you have to consider. Utilities. Um, you know, if you're going to be doing a, a fairly uh, large development, you know, a lot of times they're not going to let you do septic tanks and things like that. You have to have uh, a sewer yeah. and, and water. Right. And the city may say to you, well, you got to pay for it. You've got to extend it from a mile over there to a mile over here. Yep. Um, so that cost has to be put into it. Um, That's very expensive. It's, it's very expensive. 
Um, you know, and so there's a lot that goes on in the background, um, you know, that has to be taken care of. And it's, a, it's sometimes a big expense to the developer. Right. You know, it's not as simple as just buying the land, cutting it up, selling it to the builder and walking away. Uh, there's a lot of infrastructure that has to go in there. And, um, you know, you've also got to go to the city and get permission. Right. You know, uh, most new developments have what they call a, a PD zoning, plan development. Okay. So it's very specific as to what you can, you know, the, the plats laid out. Uh, it's very specific as to what goes in there. Uh, usually you have to have a school um, or donate land to the school board so that they can build a school, things like that. Yep. Um, and these are all things that have to be taken into consideration. So it's it's a lot harder than just buying that land and, and develop the site. There's a lot, especially in a bigger development, there's a lot going on in the background. Right. Yeah, and a lot of moratoriums happening around this area, too, now mm-hmm. on, on building. I had a 40-plus acre parcel that was under contract. Developer ended up telling me, uh, the buyer agent ended up telling me, well, you know, hey, we're pulling out of this deal. We can't get the county to work with this. This was Pasco County. I believe there's 50,000 units I saw um, that are slated for the next, uh, like, two or three years to be built up there. Uh, possibly, yeah. So that's why, they're, that's why they kind of said, oh, we're, we're doing a moratorium. Because then what happens is the residents start complaining. They're like, hey, what's going to happen with our traffic? What about our water? and septic right and and again that's the developer has to take care of all that yeah. you know and, and it could include widening a roadway yeah exactly so, yep. good stuff all right ray hall ray hall appraisals here on the consumer quarterback show we got a great feel-good story uh coming up here as well olympian uh this this is an interesting story we got an olympian here that uh won a silver medal and she auctions it off to help pay for a young boy's sur- surgery very cool story. What a great uh, move by this uh, Polish Olympian. We'll talk about that as well. Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, Consumer Quarterback Show, Platinum MVP team, helping you win in any marketplace. We always like to do that for our sellers. We help our sellers profit more by selling uh, faster, profit more and sell faster by featuring them live on air on our syndicated radio and TV show. Some really cool properties that we've got available here uh, in Tampa Bay. Lots of vacant land available as well. I just listed a property, 5603 East Longboat Drive. This is over in Bayport Community, town and country area, close to the water. Just a brand new, beautiful listing that we've got. I think it's the the actual last lot available uh, in that community there's you're surrounded by you know half a million dollar homes and up all the way up to million dollar homes 5603 east longboat boulevard uh right here in tampa bay uh we also have a property at uh let's talk about 132 uh, avenue 132nd avenue largo this is a property that we've got it's almost an acre of land uh you've got two parcels two homes on that property as well 
that are three bedroom, one bath, two bedroom, one bath as well. So you got two income properties there. Perfect for builders, entrepreneurs, developers. Minutes from Clearwater Beach, over an acre of land of Pinellas County. Very difficult to come by. And you can see all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. Here in studio, we got Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals. So, Ray, that property I just showed there, 132nd Avenue in Largo, uh-huh. that, that's an interesting perspective. I want to get your opinion on that one, too, because you have two uh, single-family homes, you know, a little bit smaller, maybe, right. you know, kind of, uh, but but you've got income built in there, mm-hmm. and then you've got the future land use, like you were saying, the planning uh, development potential. Uh, so that's an acre of land in Pinellas County. What's your thoughts on that? Um, You know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of strategies with that property. You know, you can keep it as is and rent the two properties, as you said. Um, But, you know, looking into the zoning and future land use and find out what the density of that one acre is. Um, You know, it could have maybe it's a, a, a three unit per acre density. So you could even build a third house on that. Uh, from the looks of the layout, there's one house, looks like it's on one side of the property, and you have one on the other. Exactly. So what that leaves you with is what we call excess land. So you have land that can be used. It, it has utility. We, we have two different kinds of lands. We have excess land. We have surplus land. Okay. Um, so if your house is in the middle of the lot, all that land surrounding your house is called surplus land. There's really nothing you can do with it except you know mow it surplus land houses in the middle of the lot house in the middle of the lot okay now excess land is different um let's say i've got a two acre lot my house is all the way on the left side right up against the uh the setback i have what's now called excess land i can cut that land in half i can sell it i can build on it i it has full utility it has the full bundle of rights right so one thing to look at with that property is you know, are we looking at excess land with that land in the middle? Can mm-hmm. you even build a third property on that? Right. Um, you know, Airbnbs are huge these days. Right. You know, that would be great if you could build something small in the middle and use that as an Airbnb. Right. Uh, I don't know what the rental rules are in Largo or if it's at the, if it's in the city or in, right. in the, the county, but that's something to look into. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're buying a, a multifamily property, uh, you know, you want to look at all your income uh, possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you can get cash flow while you're working it through that process because again it is a long process exactly exactly you know especially if you're building um you know you've got to get permission you've got to get and and these days with all the construction permits are behind it it is a process but you've already got two houses on that property that you can start renting out exactly um you know not knowing rents in the area i could you know guess and say maybe you're getting a thousand dollars a house yeah so imagine the cash flow of two thousand a month while you're prepping and then, you know, putting that third unit in there. Yep. And, you know, you can make your money back later. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really a unique and neat property. It's, it's, it's And you could even tear them down since, you know, they might be a little bit obsolete or outdated just depending on the floor plan, especially the one was a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. But you could tear those down and rebuild bigger. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I mean, with, with the market like we're in right now, there's so many possibilities. Yeah. Uh, you know, people need – people are moving down and wanting to rent. You know, maybe they don't have the money to buy. Um, you know, you can you can fix and flip. I mean, there's just there's just so many possibilities with real estate right now. It's really a great time to uh, you know uh, find properties like that and see what you can do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm Brandon Rhymes. Uh, Ray, 
when you look at the appraisal process, I think that's mm-hmm. a big misconception people have. And then also, let's touch on the for sale by owner side because a lot of times people list a home for sale, they put it out there at what they you know kind of call sometimes the make me move price. Right. What what do buyers need to be aware of, and, and how can they protect themselves? You know, if you're buying a house, especially right now in a market where we've had huge increases in value, you want to be cautious going into it. Um, a lot of areas recently, I've seen a kind of a stabilization of values. You don't want to overpay. Yeah, you know that. You know, make me move value. Mm-hmm. Well, is it the real market value? Right. Um, and, and 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 you and I have talked about uh, for sale by owners properties before, where there's just no justification for what they're asking for it. Um, I, I, I added a button to the board here for that too. Ready? But God is great. Beer is good. <laughs> People are crazy. So sometimes people, people are just, man, they're like, hey, I want to get this price. That's what it is. And then and you got somebody coming from out of state. They don't know. Nope. They don't They don't get an appraiser. They don't get an inspection. Nope. They just do it. And what they do, they now there's a lot of online resources where you can, if you want to try to figure out what the value is, you can do it. But what a lot of people do is they're looking at what's being asked by other for sale by owners. Right. So maybe someone's asking a half a million dollars for a house because the guy up the street's asking a half a million dollars and my house is better than his because That's I right. have better looking carpet or something. They all have that those. story, don't they? <laughs> oh, I, 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 every house I go into, it's the best house in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do about a thousand a year. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you've got to be careful in those situations. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I, mean, I just had my house appraised. I was shocked. It was about 30,000 more than I thought. So, you know, it was I was wow, I, but I'm an appraiser and I know what's wrong with my house. So uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, you've got to be careful. You don't want to go into these transactions. And, and I've said it before: buying full price, yeah, over market value, you just maxed your credit card. Right. Uh, I recently just refinanced my house. I took a little bit of cash out, but I have plenty of equity left. Yep. So. Something happens. I need a new roof. It's not covered by insurance. I have equity in the house. Yeah. You know, an emergency comes up. I have equity in my house. Don't go into the house with no equity because, like I said, that's maxing your credit card. You know, you have no wiggle room. And that's what leads to these markets where uh, we we start getting a lot of foreclosures and and, and bank-owned properties. Right. Because people go in, they take all their equity out. Yep. They have nothing. The market slows down. The market cools off. All of a sudden, they need the money, and it's not there. Yeah. Um, I I just had one. uh, I was talking to a a borrower recently, and they said, yeah, well, as soon as this is done, we're going to pay off our credit cards, and then hopefully I'm going to get a pool and redo all the landscaping. I mean, you're going to pay off all that debt, and then you're going to get more debt. Yeah. And that's a bad situation, yeah. and, and that's what you want to be careful of. And when you go into these for sale by owners, you know, get an appraisal or just even just talk to a realtor. Yeah. You know, do you think this is a fair price for this house? Right. Because a lot of times it's that make me move value. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot of emotion tied up into that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I look at my house. I raised my two girls in my house. I, yep. I, 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 I built my house. I love my house. And it would take probably more than, than what that appraiser said it was worth to make me move. Yep. Um, but I wouldn't recommend paying for it. Right. You know, hey, you want to come and give me, you know, 
overpay a million dollars for my house hey I'll, I'll give you the address right now right but um you know is it worth it no yeah and it's a bad idea that's right yeah you got to be careful about that you can put yourself into a bad position it's, and by the way too if you're taking unsecured debt putting it into a refinance you know now you're now you're adding unsecured debt underneath your primary residence where you live that's your number right. one asset that's a bad idea too absolutely you know i, I, I always said be cautious with your home yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and again, going to these purchases, just be the problem is, is too many. There's too many resources now where you can anybody can go and buy a house without having a professional helping them. Yeah. You know, they can go buy houses without working with a realtor and an appraiser and, and, and everything else. And that's not a good idea. Yeah. You know, educated buyers are usually the ones who are successful in what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, homes, you know, everyone always says, oh, well, you know, buy a home. It's an investment. Buy this. It's great investment. Mm-hmm. Yet at the end of the day, they, they break their backs to pay more than what it's worth. So in some cases. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, whoever goes down to the car dealership and says, I'll give you 20000 over sticker price because I really want this car. Right. Nobody does that. But yep. how many times do we see it in real estate? Yep. And it's a foolish thing to do. It is. And it's it's reckless, really. Yeah. Got to be careful about it. Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals. What's the best website for you, Ray? Uh, RayHallAppraisals.com. You can call my office at 813-452-5369. All right. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for those nuggets of advice there. Always. Good love stuff, it. man. Appreciate you coming in. All right. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break here. Aaron Barish uh, visiting us as well from Gulfside Healthcare Services. He is the director of thrift shops. Find out more about what they can offer here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Plus, our feel-good story of the day, Olympian uh, auctions off her silver medal to help a young child in need. We'll be right back here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253. Free CMA and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening.
listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right, we're back. Brandon Rhymes, Consumer Quarterback Show, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, uh, helping our sellers profit more by featuring their listings live on air on our syndicated radio and TV show. Uh, 6513 County Line Road. This is a great opportunity for a property out in uh, East Hillsborough County, County Line Road. This is almost five acres, 4.8 MOL, uh, 6513 County Line Road. Beautiful property. You got Natural Springs located on the property. And it's, you can put actually zoning for two homes and then also potentially uh, one large building. So you can see all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. Tell you something good. Okay, so this is our uh, really cool story. So Polish Olympian uh, Maria Andrzejczyk uh, earned a silver medal in the javelin throw at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. And on August 11th, she announced that she was auctioning her prized medal to help save a young boy's life. And just five days after securing the silver medal in javelin, uh, she announced on her Facebook page that she chose to raise funds for uh, Misovec Malaysia, uh, a eighth month old boy who needs to travel from Poland to Stanford University in California to have life-saving heart surgery. And she does not know the boy. She just came across a story and it goes on to say that they wrote they needed about $385,000 to cover the cost of the treatment. And she says, also quoted the saying is the true value of a medal is always remains in the heart. Uh, she says a medal is an object and, and, and she just talks about how it's just going to collect dust in the closet. Uh, here's fast forward. August 17th, she announced that the the auction was closed, and Zabka, a Polish convenience store, made the winning bid. Now, here's the cool twist. Instead of taking the the, the uh, silver medal, they declined to accept that as their as the uh, they you know they just they said quote we were removed by the beautiful and extreme noble gesture of our Olympian. Uh, they wrote so they decided to that the silver medal from Tokyo will stay with Miss Maria. So there's your feel good story of the day. Awesome, awesome story. Let's welcome in Aaron Barish, uh, representing Gulfside Healthcare Services. Welcome in. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for coming in. So uh, thrift stores. Everybody likes thrift stores. You know, it yeah. seems like it's a cool trend. People love thrift stores. And, and it's a way that they can do it for a good cause because your organization is a nonprofit organization. That's correct. Yes, we're nonprofit. And uh, thrifting has become trendy, I yeah. guess you could say. Uh, you'll see a lot of things on social media where people are finding all the cool things they found in the store. Um, throwback items, maybe things that you wore when you were a kid and now you're an adult with kids and they're wanting to wear them. So, yeah, it's that's really right. interesting to see what you can still find yeah. that's, you know, it's uh, stood the test of time, I guess. What are some of the cool throwback items people find? I mean, is it, is it like uh, jerseys or maybe some shoes, some athletic uh, tennis shoe, basketball shoes? Yeah, it's definitely clothing. Um, there's a lot of interest in the vintage clothing segment now. Uh, specific brands are looking for. So, if you wore a certain pair of jeans when you were younger, you know, they're looking for that. Uh, the shoes, for sure. Um, 
we even had some interest in you know the tie-dye or hypercolor shirts that were from back in the day i remember wearing those myself um but we've set up a you know trendy section in all of our stores so people can come in and find those items because that's what they're coming to the thrift store for is the items that you can't go on ebay or amazon and find real easily so we're right. we're their local source for that you know really cool vintage trendy you know items yeah or if you go online you're going to compete with the bidding auction system you're going to yeah. pay top dollar pay a premium yeah so this is a way that people can go in and, and you know think of the great value that someone can find and, and how you're going to make that person feel just by donating unwanted items. Correct, yeah. And our, uh, the donations are the lifeblood of our stores. If it wasn't for the customers and consumers in our neighborhoods donating to us, we would have nothing to offer. But it's really cool to see what they can clean out and find that's been stuck in a box or in the back of the closet for years. Yeah. And there's still a market for it. And some people think it's junk to them, but it's valuable to somebody else. Yeah. So they're really helping out the community, especially if they're, you know, looking for something at, you know, a lower price point and they can't afford to pay, you know, top dollar retail. They can come in and find a deep discounted item in our stores. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Aaron. I had a uh, preacher one time. It was a, a pastor. He had mentioned, you know, in this world we live in, we're so materialistic. You can count, you know, if you, if you really were to itemize and count how many, you know, pairs of jeans, pairs of shoes, clothes, purses, socks, you know, the whole thing, right? Go through your go through your house and how many personal belongings you have, right? right. He, and he mentioned something about, you know, limit it to 100. You know, even if you were to just take everything, cut it down to 100, that's going to leave a lot of extra donations for the thrift shop. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially, you know, in the, you know, when everybody was, you know, home quarantined, you know, Marie Kondo became popular and she was talking about you know if it doesn't give you pleasure get rid of it and we saw yeah people were really getting rid of stuff you know so it was you know really grateful for those donations you know we're if we didn't have it we couldn't you know sell anything to anybody who couldn't generate funds for hospice or anything so um i support that notion you know cut it down to 100 and bring it to us we'll be happy to take it and sell it for you yeah you know it's, it's interesting too one of one of my favorite talking points i do like public speaking from time to time and even coaching my team is you know the 80 20 rule right so so the italian economist wilfredo Pareto in 1895 he, he noticed hey you know all of this land in italy is divided amongst what he called the vital few right so the 20 percent of landowners that owned 80 percent of the wealth but what's interesting is about that 80 20 rule uh, Pareto principle is that it translates throughout life in all these different areas so one of the areas again is your closet right yep. so if you look at your closet do you, you probably wear i guarantee you so if you're driving in your car right now go ahead and smile and laugh but you, you're probably probably wearing about 20% of your clothing 80% of the time. Exactly. Yeah. And that goes not only with clothing, with just other items in your house. Yeah. You know, you open up your kitchen cabinet, you know, you probably got 14 different types of Tupperware and you only use one all yeah. the time because it's your favorite. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So, you, you yeah. got that translation through through all different areas of life yeah. as well. And uh, so, yeah, so you got donate, shop, volunteer. Volunteer opportunities are great, too. I mean, those kids need that for school. People need it for uh, employment sometimes and just different reasons to volunteer and donate and, and volunteer time. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So with the volunteering, uh, you mentioned the schools. We have partnered with Pasco County Schools, and we accept any of the high school kids that are looking to get their Bright Future Scholarship Hours um, at any of our five thrift shop locations. They can come in after school or on Saturday, and they can volunteer all day long and get those hours to get that scholarship. And, I mean, who wouldn't turn down, you know, free money for college in this day and age, you know? So we're definitely here to support them. And then if you're just looking for a way to just give back to the community or – you might even be retired and want to get out of the house and do something. 
you know, come volunteer at the store. You've got other like-minded individuals that are there for the exact same reason. Yeah. Um, but majority of the people that volunteer for us, they're volunteering because they were affected by hospice in some way. A family member was either on our service or a service somewhere else. Right. And they might not be comfortable really doing something directly with a patient. Yeah. So this is their way of doing it indirectly. And a lot of people don't realize that what they do in the stores is actually benefiting a patient. Yeah. It's a behind the scenes, you know, job, I guess you could call it. And, you know, giving back in that way is so invaluable. I mean, it's just priceless. You can't even put a price on it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool because a lot of the volunteers come to us and when they fill out their application, they'll share a story and it's, you know, a heartstring story, you know, and it shows you right. how much they truly care and how much they want to be part of an organization that cares as well. Yeah. I mean, and that ultimately we do. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, we're here still standing today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gulfside Healthcare Services here on the program. Aaron Barish uh, in the house. Gulfside.org is the site to view. Gulfside.org. And, yeah, going back to the volunteering, uh, what what can people expect? They're going to be in there like, sorting clothing, uh, helping out at the registers. How, did, how did, What would they be doing? Oh, yeah. Well, we've got so many different jobs. I mean, we're a full retail operation. So we've got everything from receiving donations. Um, it's a, it's like Christmas every day. We don't know where we're getting. We don't order inventory like a big box store. So it's like Christmas. You open the box. You got to sort it. You got to figure out you know the value of the item, price it, put it out on the floor, and then ring it up, bag it, and it goes out the door. You know, it's a full circle there. But along with that, I mean, it just goes with the setting up the displays and organizing and sizing it. You know, there's so much more that goes into it and making sure that it's appealing to those customers. Um, Besides the sorting, I mean, like I said, you know, ringing the items up, you know, we accept volunteer cashiers to assist at the register. Um, the uh, valuation of the items, we have a lot of people that are really experts in collectibles and antiques, yeah. and they can really pick out. You know, for example, a Hummel figurine, you know, many people don't know what that is if they didn't grow up with it. But when we get those in, we've got trained eyes that know and they're like, oh, this is this is worth something here, you know, and it enables us to get, you know, top dollar, but then also sell it at, you know, the best value for our customer. Yeah. Um, and it really appeals to the collectors and some people right. we talk, you know, you talked about, you know, keeping 100, but some people, they they really like something. So they'll try to find everything they can in that particular brand or collectible because they're they're proud of it you know they, they want to enjoy it you know it gives them pleasure so um that's an important thing too because people don't realize you know you're bringing pleasure to someone because right. you've put something out for sale that they've been looking for for years yes. you know something that really you know might maybe it was a item that was sentimental and got broken and they thought it was irreplaceable and then lo and behold it's at the thrift store you yeah. just never know what you'll find that's right absolutely uh so aaron one of the, one of the things too one of my a friend in the family he he's very good at uh, buying knives, he's like a knife specialist, and he goes into different thrift shops throughout, you know, Tampa Bay and the areas, and and uh, he'll find them, and he'll he'll buy them for sometimes twenty five cents, fifty cents, or something, and then turn around and and he just knows the value, and he'll he'll make a, a tremendous amount of money on these things. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's a nice eye to have, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. We have quite a few resellers that actually shop at our stores, and we encourage resellers. You know. Yep. Um, there are some things we miss and they come in and they'll get that, you know, 25 cent pocket knife they can sell for 20 on eBay. And we're okay with that, you yep. know, because, you know, th that's their job. You know, that's their livelihood, too. Yep. I mean, our, 
do we you know regret not catching it at the time yeah but you know that's you know that's not the the point of it but yeah we encourage our resellers to come in um books are a big thing right now especially with you know going back to school uh people are going on and they're selling on my amazon with book scouter and they'll come in and you'll see someone standing there scanning books you know the barcodes with their phone and you know what they're doing and we're okay with it they're checking it out checking it out you know what an interesting world we live in aaron pleasure speaking with you Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you so much. Say hello to Linda and the team. I will. Awesome, man. All right. All right. Hey, another great show. I want to thank all of our expert contributors, our team behind the scenes putting the show together. And we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community. Donate some time and uh, possibly volunteer at Gulfside Healthcare Services thrift shops that they have. ConsumerQB.com. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.